0: This is AgriPulse Daybreak for Monday, February 25th. Good morning, I'm Jeff Nally. Here's today's headlines. Trump extends China talks. Roundup trial begins. EU stands its ground. And trade aid mostly paid out. President Trump giving China a little more time, citing very productive talks. Trade negotiations with China are going well enough for President Trump to postpone plans to raise the tariff rate on $200 billion worth of Chinese goods. Trump said in a Twitter feed yesterday, I'm pleased to report that the U.S. has made substantial progress on our trade talks with China on important structural issues, including intellectual property protection, technology transfer, agriculture services, currency, and many other issues. The announcement comes after the latest round of bilateral talks wrapped up in the weekend in Washington. The negotiators had originally planned on wrapping up this round on Friday, but decided to work through the weekend after making progress. Plans are now being made for a meeting between President Trump and Chinese President Xi Jinping at Mar-a-Lago to finalize a deal. Treasury Secretary Steve Mnuchin said Friday a meeting could be next month. Roundup case opens in federal court. A closely watched jury trial over whether exposure to Roundup caused a California man's non-Hodgkin's lymphoma begins today in federal court in San Francisco. U.S. District Judge Vincent Chabria has split the trial into two parts. The first, which is scheduled to last about four weeks, will focus on the science of whether Edward Hardiman's exposure to the widely used weed killer was a substantial factor in causing his NHL that according to court documents. If the answer is yes, there will be a second phase addressing liability and damages. Last year, a California state court jury awarded $289 million to school groundskeeper Dwayne Johnson, who had accidents while using glyphosate-based Ranger Pro that drenched his skin. The award was reduced to $78.5 million by the judge in the case. Monsanto, now a part of Bayer, is appealing the verdict. The split of the trial into two parts which was opposed by the plaintiff means Hardiman's lawyers cannot introduce allegations about Monsanto ghostwriting studies on glyphosate in the first part. Also excluded is discussion of the classification of glyphosate as a probable carcinogen to humans by the International Agency for Research on Cancer. The primary inquiry is what the scientific studies show, not what IARC concluded they show, the judge said at a pretrial ruling on what evidence can be discussed. Uh, down the road, a ruling for Monsanto in the science phase of the trial would mean an end to the Hardiman case and make the task much more difficult for thousands of plaintiffs waiting in the wings to have their cases heard in state and federal court. No give from EU on ag trade talks. Things could be more tense when European Trade Commissioner Cecilia Mastrom arrives next month to meet with U.S. Trade Representative Bob Lighthizer. The EU remains adamant that agriculture trade issues not be included in ongoing trade talks. EU Ambassador to the U.S. David O'Sullivan says there is no way Europe will agree to expand the trade talks that were intended only to cover industrial goods. If agriculture is left out of the current negotiations, the EU and U.S. could finalize a quick trade agreement that's a win for both sides in as few as nine months, he told reporters Friday. Agriculture Secretary Sonny Perdue has suggested the Trump administration could use the threat of new tariffs on cars and auto parts to get the EU to agree to and negotiate on ag issues. But Old said that would be a mistake. He said if there were to be unilateral imposition of new tariffs on autos, the talks would be ended. Now, don't miss this. Canadian Ag Minister Lawrence McCauley sat down for an AgriPulse open mic interview with Spencer Chase. The two discussed the implications of the U.S.-Mexico-Canada trade agreement for his country's dairy sector. Trade assistance funding mostly dispersed. Most of the trade assistance money offered by the Trump administration to offset the impact of the president's trade disputes has now been dispersed to producers. But Bill Northey, USDA's Farm Program Undersecretary, says market facilitation program payments have topped $7.7 billion thus far, and we know there's some more dollars that will probably go out, he said. Speaking at the USDA's Ag Outlook Forum, he said the sign-up deadline, which was extended due to the recent government shutdown, is passed, but producers still have until the beginning of May to submit their production. Marketing and regulatory program under Secretary Greg Iba says the one point two billion dollar program to purchase surplus commodities for food bank donations has entered now the second of four purchase phases. So far, more than ten thousand loads of food have been delivered at a cost of nearly four hundred and thirty million dollars. Trade Undersecretary Ted McKinney said USDA received $630 million in applications for $200 million in trade promotion funds, which were awarded at the end of January. Uh, keep in mind, Northey said the $12 billion price tag of the program should serve as an incentive to wrap up the trade talks with China and enact the USMCA. Northey, like Secretary Purdue, emphasized that the program won't be repeated this year. He said, I think that's a motivation for the administration to continue to push hard to get to the place where those tariffs are not impacting agriculture again. Groundwater challenges get cast focus. A new report being released today by the Council for Agricultural Science and Technology provides recommendations for maintaining agriculture productivity while dealing with the challenges of groundwater depletion in areas such as California's Central Valley and the Great Plains. The report says policymakers need to fully assess the consequences of groundwater depletion while also promoting a number of measures to prevent it, including the installation of more efficient irrigation systems, the development of crops that require less water, and the implementation of economic incentives that promote water conservation. The report will be presented at Capitol Hill briefings this afternoon and tomorrow at the American Farm Bureau Federation's D.C. headquarters. Well, here's today's He Said It. The organic industry has spent too much money marketing against conventional agriculture and marketing against GMOs. If the industry had invested that money into research and technical assistance, we wouldn't have the problems we do today. That Matthew Dillon, Senior Director of the Cliff Bar Company at the Ag Outlook Forum. Well, that's Daybreak for this Monday, February 25th. AgriPulse Daybreak is brought to you by the United Soybean Board. For the latest news out of Washington, D.C., visit AgriPulse.com. For AgriPulse Daybreak, I'm Jeff Dowling.